live from Chicago IL. This is the Bears and Beers podcast. We talk Chicago Bears and Beers. I am Walker. Joining me as always are Flipka and CZ. Critical matchup to, to, you know, on, the, on the lakefront today here, boys. Bears, Lions, get, try to get back to 500. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that about sums it up. I, I think this is the great reset, gentlemen. We are going to see Justin Fields the way he should have been unleashed last week with the help of Bill Lazar. Yeah, Lazar. You know, Lazar focus. You know, Big Z is saying that, you know, obviously, you know, Nagy and that got off a press conference and it's got off a performance last week. Non-committal on who's the uh, call in place this weekend. Big Z thinks that it's going to be Lazar. And let's hope to God that's, that's the case. Right, boys? Yeah, let's just hope that something happens more than one yard, one net yard of passing, I guess. Um, because that was god awful last week, as we talked about. Um, so it, it'll be good to see if something different happens. But as long as Nagy's got a headset on, I'm still not confident that shit's going to get done the right way. Yeah, I'm, I'm much too confident either. And and uh, they didn't really give us anything this week either. You know, the, the, there's all BS back and forth with. You know, who's the starting quarterback? They even had like Foles, maybe the starting quarterback this week. Like, what are you guys doing? You know, come on, let's have a little bit of professionalism, yeah. a little decor, decor. I'm like, this yeah, is it's so absolutely dumb. Yes. I mean, just, just name, name your starting quarterback, name your play caller. Stop acting like this is going to create huge advantage for you by not naming them until, you know, Friday or Saturday or, or a game, whatever the hell it is. Just say we're going to name who our starting quarterback is, and we're going to beat you regardless. It's so stupid. I just it hate is. these stupid games that he plays. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, you're you're also fucking with Fields. You know, he's a rookie, and you're you're going to mess with his mind like that because let's for let's say for sake, you know, that he decides to name Dalton the starter. Now Fields is going in there thinking like, oh shit, I'm going to bench because of the way I played. When in actuality, Nagy's the guy that screwed that whole thing up last week anyway. So, like you said, just name the goddamn starter. You know, we all know it should be Fields. Um, but if you're going to name Dalton the guy, then name Dalton the guy. If you're named Foles, just, just come on and say it, dude. Like enough, like you said, enough of the enough of the press conference where you talk for five minutes to answer a question and you actually say nothing. But for five minutes, you just ramble on about God knows what. Yeah, he loves the cliches yeah, the- and, and all these things. Fucker, go ahead. He just loves all these cliches. And it's like, you know, all right, maybe that was good the first year, half a year. But, dude, this is just old. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, they, they had a special press conference, right, that wasn't supposed to happen. You're being, oh, my God, this is going to be where they – We lost you, dude. Look, he, he gone. He gone. Yeah, it, they called a special press conference, and then and then Nike shows up like a half an hour late like he always does. You know, just, just a rude, rude dude. And, now, listen, uh, I, I – were you Walker or Flipgood? Were you guys? Uh, did you guys watch uh, The Office? I was not a guy that watched that. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't watch yeah, the show, but everything we were talking this week about yep. how uh, basically Mad Nagy at press conferences is just like Steve Carell's character. Like he just <laughs> talks and talks, but like nothing ever gets answered. That's a great and, analogy. And they dude. they actually played a, a video or uh, an audio clip. Like okay. I said, I didn't watch The Office, so I didn't know. But they played an audio clip of one time when Steve Carell was at his in his boss's office and his boss asked him a question pretty much asking him like what he does is for his job yeah and and steve carell's character just talks for like five minutes and just keeps saying like 
the same words in different ways. And the boss finally looks at me and says, all right, they have a good day. And, <laughs> and, and they said, it's pretty much like Matt Nagy, like, uh, the, the media people will ask him a question. He just talks and talks and talks. And the media guys like don't know how to respond. They're like, hey, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad, I guess you answered something. I'm not really sure. Do you guys yeah, remember, do you guys we'll remember Bull, circle. you remember Bull Durham? Have you guys seen Bull Durham? Yep. You know, Caster <laughs> teaches uh, Robbins all the cliche, all the BS talk to the media. And at the end of the game, at the end of the movie, he's up at the, uh, the major leagues and he's doing all the cliche talk to the reporter and it's like man yeah Nagy is trained well in the uh, cliches huh Fuka? oh yeah that's that's what he's best at I mean yeah. well, well what's funny is they also I, I don't know I don't know if it was ESPN 1000 or if it was 670 to score but they took um the audio clip of the press conference after the Bears lost their sixth game in a row last year and they pretty much played it and it, it is almost word for word wow. what Nagy said after this last game against the Browns. Like, obviously not word for word. Like, he used the words, but it's pretty much like the same type of responses to the question. And it's like, dude, enough of the BS, man. Just come out and answer the question. Be like, hey, I screwed up. We messed up. We're going to move on. Or, hey, this is my starter. We're going to move on. But all this, the, 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 the jibber-jabber of nonsense, dude, it, it, it just pisses people off. Fubka, what's going on over there? Fubka, what's going on there, Fubka? Fubka's got a party in the house. Fubka's got something going on over there. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of um, high schoolers over here for a post-homecoming party, ah. apparently. Um, so I'm just kind of monitoring traffic and making sure that uh, nobody's doing anything that they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, lots right. of juice boxes and candy bars. I bet, right? Yes, that's it. You keep you keep it. Like I said, I got. I, I told you guys before. I got got rid of all the alcohol just to, to get rid of that temptation. Yeah, not boy. Uh, you know they're they're all good kids, but just wanna just wanna make sure. So make make that, sure that's, they don't. That's go, what a, that's what a good dad does. Make sure they don't go down the path of us bears and beers fellas here, right? Right, right, Terry. Yeah, I, I started I started that path way earlier than these fellows so <laughs> yes exactly exactly hey so what do you guys think about fields do you think uh uh do you think he's gonna be all right tomorrow i mean let's say lazar is in there let's say he gives it the game plan and, and it's obviously a much better game plan based on what he did last year do you think that fields has you know what it takes right now to be able to succeed you know in an nfl game or do you think he needs more time to actually start an nfl game Well, I think if Lazar can convince him to just forget about everything that happened last week, yeah, it's on you know this this game plan that's tailored to him, and will actually hopefully accentuate his strengths and get him you know get him out of the pocket, and maybe use Max Protect here and there, and and get him in a comfort zone. You know, I'm hoping we see a completely different quarterback tomorrow. Yeah, and listen, he's going to struggle. I don't give a shit who's calling plays. I don't care who we're playing against. He's a rookie, right? He's going to struggle, just like all these other rookie quarterbacks have struggled this yep. year and how rookie quarterbacks have struggled for the last 25 years in their in their first season. So it, that's we expect that. What we don't expect is 
a game plan that puts your quarterback in a situation where he does not have a chance to succeed. Right. Right. Or if, if he's, he's going to make a mistake, yep. if he's going to make a mistake, let him make a mistake throwing the ball deep and he makes a wrong read or something like that. But the nonsense that we saw last week is what we can't have. So going into, into tomorrow, in, into the game against the lions, you know, I'm expecting to see a little bit more consistency out of the guy, seeing him use his athletic ability a little bit more um, and hoping to get the field, the ball downfield a little bit more. Um, but I mean, do I still expect to see some, some mistakes and struggles tomorrow for sure. Um, but I, I expect that to be more of him being a rookie as opposed to the game plan. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think a few years ago, you know, Watson came in in Mahomes second year, they really took off you know, quickly and, and Her- Herbert last year took off, but, you know, we're watching that Thursday night game, and you got Lawrence versus uh, Burrow. And that was that title game when they just went crazy, and Burrow was the greatest quarterback maybe in college football history for a season. And Lawrence might be one of the most, you know, touted quarterbacks in NFL you know, college you know, history in the NFL. And both of those guys are struggling. So, I mean, Burrow looks – might be starting to turn a corner, but Lawrence is not is not lighting, lighting the world up right now. You know, he's not doing great, and – Urban Meyer is, you know, getting the growing pains going. So, absolutely, what you're saying makes sense with, with Justin Fields. That's for damn sure. But let's hope Lazar, Lazar has a better uh, plan for him this week, guys. Oh, my – you know, if, if we had the performance out of Justin Fields tomorrow, like we saw out of Trevor Lawrence on Thursday, where he's actually pushing the ball downfield and making mistakes and, and learning from them on the fly, man, I would take that any day of the week, even if it's a loss. That's a 100%. nice point. That's a nice point, Flipka. Yeah. What I, I mean, don't want to you, see. You're not going to see Trevor Lawrence store for one yard, right? Right. Yep. yep. Well, what I don't want to see is him standing, feel standing behind the pocket with five wide and you have five on five blocking and you're hoping that this guy is going to be behind a shitty old line, being able to make plays. Like that's, you're setting him up for failure, like we mentioned before. So put the guy in a position where he's going to have some success or make mistakes trying to have success as opposed to, not even having a chance because he's just getting his ass kicked two seconds after the ball snapped. Yep. Hey, so offensively, here's a couple of other players I'm looking for, guys. Tell me if, if, if I'm missing anything here. But, hey, I, w- I want Montgomery to have 20 carries tomorrow. I want Cole Prove Komet. It. I want Cole Komet to have five catches, all right? And I want uh, Mooney to have at least eight targets. That's what I'm looking at those three guys. And, and there's no reason why those three guys should not be more involved in a game plan. And I don't think we can win without Montgomery having 20 carries tomorrow. Am I wrong, Flipka? No, you're not wrong. I think if you if you see those numbers, I think that equates to a Bears victory for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it would mean they're they're staying balanced throughout the game. It would mean that they're, you know, either in the lead or, you know, close behind kind of thing. Um, they're not relying heavily on the pass and you know, they haven't abandoned the run. So I think that would be great. I think that would be a W. CZ, anybody else I'm missing an offense besides Moody, Komet, and uh, Montgomery, especially in the specials type of a role. But, obviously, we need our own line, guys. But I'd like I'd like to see Allen Robinson obviously have a little bit more of an impact in a game. Um, you know, and, and we haven't targeted him a lot. He's got, you know, only a few catches. But I also think he needs to do a better job of being able to get away from man coverage mm-hmm. and, and make himself available. Um, you know, and we have five tight ends on the roster. So even if it's not Cole Komet making the catches, which it should be, hopefully we do get a tight end involved because, you know, that that could be your quarterback's best friend, right? That that seven to ten yard 
little window where you can get it to your tight end and he can pick you up with an easy first down. Um, you know, not he's not a, a skill guy, but I'd like to see Sam Mustafer playing a little bit better at center. He's struggled the past few weeks. Agreed. So I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. Um, but but yeah, I just just finding a way to get our playmakers the ball right in in situations where they can actually do something when the ball's in their hand. But um, but n- number one, Walker, you mentioned the dude Cole Komet. We he's a high draft pick for us. We got to be able to get the guy the ball and see if he's able to do stuff because I mean, he's been non-existent since he's actually been on this team. I mean, that goes back to last year. He's been non-existent in our roster. And when he catches the ball and makes it, makes a play, he looks, he looks like, like that guy, you know, it's like, why don't we focus more of our offense and, and design some plays for him, you know, and we have five tight ends in the roster, you know, this should be a strength of the team fellas. Well, it's funny yeah. you see all these other teams with these tight ends just running around the field, making catch after catch after catch. Um, and yet we can't get our guys the, the ball at all. It, it's crazy. It, it's a very low-risk proposition to get the ball to a tight end, right? I mean, within five to seven yards of the line of scrimmage, you're not risking much trying to do that. And then, like you said, I mean, just see what he can do. He'll turn a seven-yard catch into a 20-, 30-yard game. And that'll start giving the, the quarterback some confidence. So what they need, what they need is a, uh, a, an old Carthage college coach Rucks tight end power pop pass is what they need. You know, I, I would love a little play action pop pass right over the middle. A little pop pass. These are three former tight ends on the, uh, on the, on the line here for bears and beers fellas. So, so that's uh, right. I'm still a tight end. Attaboy. Get a squats. In. If Good you know you. what I mean. Get a squats. In. All right. So, Hey, Eddie Goldman, a defense. All right. So who, who's that? I've never heard of that guy before. Can't who trust this guy at all, but I'll tell you right now, if he's in there, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Him and Hicks, you know, and then Max in practice week, but he's going to play. And Quinn, that D-line is going to be stout. So I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to be a Flipka Bear fan and optimistic that Goldman is going to play and he's going to be productive. Am I wrong, CZ? Listen, it's a great hope. It's a great wish, but there's nothing – that leads me to believe that that's going to be factual. Damn it. Um, so um, I will be at a realist and say, I hope to see it, but I am not going to bet on it. You know, will he be on the field? Maybe I say, maybe he gives us 10 plays. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be honest. I like the, the dude Tonga, whatever his last name is. That guy, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Tonga, of yep. That guy just blows people up when he ever gets a chance. Yeah. Um, and listen, I know Eddie Goldman could be good, but we haven't seen the guy really in a year and a half. I mean, so I'm not going to put too much stock into what he's going to do for us if he's out on the field. All right. Flip, give me some optimism. Yeah, no, I think he's going to make a major, major impact tomorrow. Um, yeah, that boy. play that he's in yeah, until boy. he pulls his hammy. Oh, Flipka. <laughs> I wanted the optimist. Come on. Man. I did it to you. I did <laughs> you it got to it. you. You flipped the script. I flip cut the script. You flip cut the script. <laughs> the scriptka. You flip cut the scriptka. That's good. Well, you know what? That's you, corny. It is corny. I'm looking for more action out of Quinn. I want to see Quinn keep up what he's been doing, man. He's been playing he's been, really lights out. Yeah. I want to see him keep it up. And uh, I think he's got a chance to have another big game for us. Yeah. And Jalen Johnson, you know, there's really nobody, the receiver wise to the Lions, there's no, nobody really who, who scares you. Hawkinson, Bo, you know, the tight end. Bo is, is, yeah, exactly. Hawkinson <laughs> is a, uh, is the best receiver. You know, he's an elite tight end, in my opinion. 
Uh, the running back. Yeah, I mean, the only th- you just have to be worried about them biting your kneecaps off. That's what I really worry about when we, <laughs> we uh, face the Lions. You know what? So, so everybody makes fun of Campbell, but I'll tell you right now, we all love Coach Dicka, right? We all love Coach Dicka. Campbell is the closest I've seen since Coach Dicka at that press conference. He speaks from the heart. He talks out of his ass, and I love him. And you know what? The Lions are playing hard for him, and everybody says the Bears are going to be coming back from playing against the Cleveland Browns and to play the Detroit Lions. Maybe the Detroit Lions would say, hey, we played the Baltimore Ravens and the Packers, and then we get to play the Bears, you know, and they've been playing <laughs> tough for Campbell, man. So I don't know. I, I like Campbell. I like the, meathead, the meatball shit. <laughs> I love that too. I really do. But um, nobody, and I mean nobody, comes close to that coach. No, don't no, you no, ever no. say that again. I, I apologize. Don't you ever say that I again, my bite friend. Bite my tongue. Bite my tongue. Clutch that guy. Blasphemous, Walker. You might say that. Might All be I'm saying is I want somebody who wears their heart in the sleeve up there. Just hey, like Walker. He, like he does. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Here's a quarter. Make a phone call. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Fine. Is it wrong of me to hope that the Lions win so that we can get Nagy's ass fired? No, I want to keep talking to that guy. I know I'm smarter than that son of a bitch. <laughs> there you go. Dick it. Dick this. There you go. There you no, go. CZ. I mean, if if somebody were to come up to me and say, "Hey, if the Bears lose today, I can guarantee Coach Nagy's going to get fired." Yeah, Ooh. I would say thank you very much. I won't watch the game. Yep, and I will look I just, forward to the post game fiasco. I just want to see truly if if the rumors out of Hallis Hall are true. Like, I want to see if the what Bears rumors? have if the what Bears rumors? if the Bears brass have the ball. Well, there was lots of speculation um, by multiple um, beat reporters that um, the word out of Hallis Hall is that if the Bears struggle against the Lions and lose, that that Nagy's gone. Now, whether people believe that or not is one thing because the Bears have never fired a coach midseason. No. So part of me wants them to lose just so I can see if it actually happens. Like, I would love to see another beatdown just to see if the Bears brass have the balls to do it. Well, like I said last week, if, if they already signed him to an extension, there's no way in hell they're going to no. eat five years worth the, uh, worth of salary. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, well, I hope it's true, but like you said, we've never seen it midseason with these guys. They're too cheap. Oh, they yeah. are. I'm taking my, my seven-year-old son tomorrow to his first Bears game, so I can't uh, have him start off in his, his Fields jersey rooting against the Bears, you know, to, to lose for Nagy to get fired. So I'm not going to explain that to him, but yeah. deep, down, deep down in my heart, I'll be hoping they lose so Nagy gets fired. But I'll, externally, I'll be, I'll be cheering. How about that, boy? Where are you sitting, Jeff? Are you in the United Club? Oh, yeah, the United Club. No, no, I'm in 250. Actually, pretty good seats. 250 North End Zone, row four. So I'll be able to... Stubhub? No, no, I, uh, a local friend here. A local friend hooked us up. And uh, yeah, you know, if, if any of our tens, if any of our tens of listeners are at the game <laughs> and, you, and, and you make it up to section 250, row four, and you say hi to Walker, yep, we will we will present you with a free Italian beef from Augustino's. That's it, that's it right there. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure, also, if you go up to, to Walker at the game, he'll probably be so happy that you listen to the podcast, they'll probably buy you a beer. Yeah, too, yeah. I would imagine. Come on over, section two fifty. So, anyone, any of our bears and beers listeners, please come visit Walker at tomorrow's game, and you will get yourself a delicious Augie's beef as well as an 
ice cold Miller Lite from the Bears game. Yeah, you know what? That's a really good promotion there, boys. Let me let me tell you the exact spot here. So, <laughs> oh boy, this section, is dangerous. Section two fifty, row four. There you go. Come on over. You'll see a Fields jersey, and I'm and a big old big old boy. And uh, if you come on down, I'll buy you a beer, and and we'll tell Jerry and Augie's that uh, 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 Italian beef is on Bears and Bears. So. Stop by tomorrow, and uh, we're prepared for the elements. You know, Jack might be enjoying his first Bears game in a poncho tomorrow with 70% chance of rain, but God bless him. We're going to watch the entire game. He's not leaving. He's going to learn all about bear weather. And, and speaking of bear weather, this gets me into our next point about Arlington Park. So the Bears have bought Arlington Park, $197 million. The uh, lease, you know, I, I believe it's – maybe $85 million to get out of the, out of the, out of the lease to sort of field, which runs in 2033. Lightfoot's talking. She's like, you know, the Bears won't call and talk to me. They won't call and talk to me. And so, well, they don't watch you anymore, Lightfoot. They don't watch you anymore, Chicago. They are moving on. And, uh, I mean, guys, this sounds like this is over with, right? I'm actually excited about this. Um, yep. The opportunity to, to move out to Arlington Heights and build – a complex, you know, not just a, a stadium. I mean, they can build something that's kind of a destination for, for fans in the area. Um, yeah. They can, you know, hopefully put a dome over it, which it would be dumb for them not to, but uh, you know, we can host the Super Bowl. We can host different events. You know, the bears yeah. would own it. Um, I just think Lori Lightfoot blew this from the first day she started talking about, the bears. I mean, when it, when it first came up that they were thinking about moving Arlington Heights, she snapped back with, uh, with a comment about, you know, the Bears should be thinking about winning in October and whatever the hell she was talking about. Beating the green Bay and beating. Yeah. I mean, that's true, but you don't see that kind of shit. It's just the really dumb move on her part, trying to be cute. And I think this backfired big time, big time, big league. Yep. Yep. CZ, are you excited about that, or are you be excited about the believe in the No, no, I'm I'm very excited to see them move out there. I'm just hoping that this isn't a negotiation ploy and they actually go through with it and not just them buying it and then looking to turn around and flip the price so that they can or flip the sale so that they can make <laughs> some cash. Um, I if they go through with this and they build on there and they like build like a complex like Flipka said, you know, where you're gonna have an in ground an indoor parking garage and you're gonna have a, a designated place for everybody the tailgate if they want as opposed to like just random people who can buy those tailgate spots like make it a true place for people to go and enjoy a football game and like you said flip to put a dome on the top host a host a final four wholesome i've heard the mention of like if the bears could be able to host like wrestlemanias anything that you can do oh, to yeah. bring money into you because as you, as the owners of it that's money it's all going into your pocket that anything you can do to bring money into your pocket and then maybe just maybe the McCaskies will decide to sell oh, so that God. they can actually make some true cash on their thing and then get some real ownership in here. Straight, straight um, cash, homie. But I, but I am excited. I, I hope it goes to you know, the, the word is that the earliest that they could actually get into, there would be like 2026 or 27. Um, but still, man, it, it is, it is a cool thing to think about. Um, so fingers crossed it goes through and that they actually do it the right way. And, and and make it into something awesome like we see uh, with LA Rams, something out like with Vegas and Atlanta, stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I thought about the negotiation uh, 
point, right? I, I don't see how it's possible for that because Soderfield Soda is a war memorial and it cannot be touched. They cannot tear it down and, and start over there. So what are they going to do? Tear down McCormick Place and build a stadium there? They can't do it there. And even if they partner with the city, the whole point of going out to Arlington Heights or somewhere else is to, is to actually own the stadium and have right. it as their stadium. So I, I don't think it's a, a, a negotiating point at all. I think that the Bears finally found a spot that they can have for themselves. I mean, let's look at Rigger Field. You know, Hallis starts the Bears, and he takes University of Illinois' colors for the Bears, and he decides, he asks the Cubs to play at Rigger Field, and he says, all right, you guys are the Cubs. We'll be the Bears. We'll be your, we'll be your big brother type of thing. And then, and then that didn't work anymore. It went to Soda Field, which is already there. The Bears have never had their own, their own facility. Even Lake you know, Hallis Hall is on Lake Forest College's campus. It's like this is finally something for them. And I, I don't see it as a negotiating point. I, I see them as finally making a move. And I, I just hope to God that Ted Phillips is not in charge of this. Just please let somebody else be in charge of this because he'll fuck it up too. Well, yeah, you, you know, I, he's, you he's still the guy. He's still the guy that they trust from a, a business perspective. So, unfortunately, I think he's still going to run point on this. The, the the one saving grace that we have is that the NFL has kind of this this group within that is in charge of you know new stadiums and and you know putting forth some some funding for that. And and when they do that, then they they get like majority control over um you know all the design and logistical aspects of it so hopefully you know that that kind of equates to the the bears farming out the hiring of their gm to ernie acorsi um <laughs> but I, you know i i just think that that having some some help and oversight um will prevent him from completely fucking this up like he does everything else well well there's that and makes I'm there's two things that I think are going to make sure that this goes right. One is that, um, like you said, you got the NFL is involved whenever these new stadiums go on, they throw a little cash in um, as well. But also, like, there's going to be some private donors putting money in. Um, Pat Ryan has already been mentioned that he's going to throw in a ton of cash. Listen, that guy's not going to – that guy's got a football mind. He's not going to let Ted Phillips or anyone else screw up what this is. But all these guys that are putting in their own money to help with this, all these other other – entities that are donating money they know that it, by putting their own money in right that they're they're now invested right they want to see some type of positive return on there so they're not going to let dumb decisions go on there you're going to have people with putting in money that have a good business sense and a good business mind they're going to make sure that this is done the right way so that's one thing that i'm that i'm that's giving me hope the second thing is as, as much as we we bash on the ownership they put all their money all the money that went into building the new Hallis hall was their money and from the, from everything that's been said, it's the best practice facility in the NFL. Um, other teams rave about it, and that's something that they built out of with their own money, their own plans they put forward. So that they were able to get that right. I know that's on a lesser scale than that's a brand right. new stadium, yeah. but the fact that they were able to get that together, where you have executives and players and everything else from other teams in the NFL saying, "Holy shit, this Hallis Hall complex is unbelievable," that gives me a little bit of hope too that these guys might actually know what needs to be done. Some optimism about a CZ there. That's a great Damn point, right. buddy. Very good. All right, well, before we get into our uh, into our predictions, I want, I want to talk about 
our brewery of the week. And so <clears throat> doing a little, something a little bit different this week, playing the Lions. And I want to talk about some Michigan breweries. And uh, fellas, so Michigan is, is by far, I would say them in California and now Chicago, Illinois, is, is probably the, the best, the most amount of uh, craft breweries. But Michigan really led the way. And I want to talk about some of the original craft breweries. So there's a million little craft, tiny craft. Craft breweries? Craft breweries craft. or craft? Craft. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, some of the new ones are crap, but we'll say, and, and they hide it with their hops, but we'll say crap. <clears throat> and I just want to mention, in, in our opinion, the top five craft breweries, you know, the old school ones uh, up there, and no particular order, fellas, but we have Bell's Brewery established in 1985. That is still the oldest existing brewery, craft brewery in Michigan, and the oldest craft brewery east of the Colorado River. Did you know that, Flipka? I did not know that, but uh, I will use that as a trivia question for somebody this weekend. There you go. Well, they're, they're known for the Two Hearted Ale IPA, the Oberon, uh, the Kalamazoo Stout, which is up your, up your alley, Flipka. And then CZ, you know and love the Hop Slam, which comes out every year, but 10% alcohol, IPA, double IPA, with a little bit of a honey. So the Bells out of Kalamazoo. Uh, then we have Shorts Brewery up in up in uh, Bel Air. It's by the Traverse City area. Have you guys ever been to Traverse City? I have. It's a beautiful place. It's awesome. I have not. So, folks, guys, it's the exact opposite side of, of Lake Michigan from Door County. So it's just kind of similar to Door County. Just across the lake, and then, and then it's pretty close to Mackinac. And so Shorts is up there, established in 2004. They have the Huma, Lup Huma Lupa Licious IPA, and that's their flagship, along with their Bel Air Brown and the local light IP or local light lager. That's a, another good one. Um, Dark Horse Brewery was in Marshall, Michigan, established in 1997, and they had the Crooked Tree IPA Reserve Special Black Ale. And all of you Cobra Kai fans out there, the Scotty Karate Scotch Ale. I don't know how that sounds to you, fellas. Does that sound, sound pretty good? Yes, Sensei. Yes, Sensei. How about you, Flipka son? Yes, Sensei. Okay, yes, Sensei. All right, two more left here in this in this top five Michigan beer brewery, New Holland Brewery, and Flipka again. This is you for you. Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Stout. Uh, Stout. You've had this one before, right, Flipka? Dragon's Milk. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's probably my top fifteen. Oh my. Top 15. New Holland and Holland, Michigan, established 1996. The Mad Hatter IPA is their flagship. But CZ, have you had a, have you had the Mad Hatter? I have had the Mad Hatter, and I'm not a fan of it, unfortunately, Walker. So I know that's a top five old school brewery for us, but uh, I'm not a fan of New Holland Brewery. So I, if you want me to be brutally honest, like we are on Bears and Beers. New Holland, not my favorite. Oh, yeah. But the dragon smell, come on. That one, is that your favorite either? No? No. All right, well, fine. This last one should, should have to be for everybody, though. I'm guessing it should because it's one of the, the best breweries in the country. My favorite brewery in Michigan, old or new, Founders Brewery in Grand Rapids, 1997 established. You got the all-day IPA. You got the Centennial IPA. You got what Fufka's called five times a day, the Dirty Bastard. The Scotch Ale, and you got the uh, you know the Reds Rye IPA and the Sour Gold Lager. So 
CZ, the founder is a little bit better for you? Yeah, I don't mind an all-day IPA. You know, about 4% alcohol. You can pound those things all all day long, as the name entails. All um, day. Yeah, not, not, not too bad of a, of a lo- location, you might say. Okay. And how about you for Fufka, the Dirty Bastard? Is that a good one for you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that uh, bourbon barrel or what? what is it? A scotch <laughs> ale, you might call it? I would, say, I would say they call you a dirty bastard around the house about five times a day. But no, the, oh, the beer, of course. The beer you like there is the Kentucky Breakfast Stout. That's an imperial stout off of their season year round breakfast stout. So the Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky Burrow. Yeah, that one's that that's one's perfect super. stuff right there. Matt Nagy's a dirty bastard. All right. All right. So yeah. those are the top five in our opinion. I guess in my opinion. Bells, Shorts, Dark Horse, Founders, and New Holland. Boys, we got the Bears minus three tomorrow, over under 41 and a half. Who you got, CZ? Yeah, fuck. Um, oh, shit. Lions 20, Bears 13. Atta boy. Lions 20, Bears 13. Unfortunately, I think that uh, it's just going to be more of the same, that even though Lazar is going to be calling some plays. Lazar? Um, yeah, sorry, my bad. Lazar, as we'd like to call him, is going to be calling plays. Um, uh-huh. I just I think Nagy's got his hands in the in the cookie jar too much, and I don't see it going well for us. Um, don't apologize for it. It's true. So, 20 to 13, but I do predict – a Bears loss, but I also predict a Mad Nagy firing come oh, Monday morning. God, that's beautiful. Fine. Good prediction. That's easy. Bubka. I've got the Bears in a big bounce back blowout oh, over the shit. Lions. 42 to 3. 42 to 3. God, damn. Justin Fields lights it up. Okay. And he becomes the talk of the NFL. All right, 42 to 3 flip guy in 2013 CZ. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, 42 I'm, to 3. What the fuck? Yeah, is that? What? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. The name of the hurricane was Hurricane Ditka. That's, that's their whole reason right there. I, unfortunately, I'm on CZ side, but maybe not unfortunately because I also see Nagy getting fired from the game too. So I see the Bears losing 27 to 10. And uh, complete embarrassment. We scored a touchdown in the, in the fourth quarter. And I need to explain to my son again why we're not moving to the Packers. So that's going to be tomorrow. So, um, yeah. So I am, uh, I am on CZ side, and, and Nagy is fired on Monday. So that's where, where I'm at, too. So hopefully CZ and Walker are wrong. Although, Pupka, would you be happy if, if, uh, if we were right and Nagy got fired? Yeah, that would that would be um, addition by subtraction, if you will. Thank I do God. like that saying. I do All like right, that saying. One hundred percent. All right, War right. Bears, Bears. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. And as always, we love the Chicago Bears. We love beers, and we are out, fellas. Deuces, Bears, Bears. Bears.